pick up your copy of the new issue of Film Comment, featuring a special section on the 57th New York Film Festival, including Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, Pain and Glory and Pedro Almodovar on his literary inspirations, Noah Baumbach's Merit Story, Angela Shanalek's I Was at Home But, and Corneliu Poromboyo's The Whistlers. Support independent, non-profit film journalism today at filmcomment.com. Welcome to the Film Comment Podcast. My name is Nicholas Rapold, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Film Comment. Mr. America is the new film starring Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington. It's a documentary-style satire about a first-time political candidate named Tim Heidecker. That is, the character Tim Heidecker has played for years now, right alongside Turkington as part of their movie show On Cinema at the Cinema. In case you don't already know, Heidecker and Turkington have created an incredible comedic universe involving their two movie guy characters. It spans a vanity spy show, Twitter, and now Mr. America. I sat down with them while they were in town for the new movie, and we talked about how they put it all together, and where cinema verite might come into it, and what they think of Steve Coogan. Let's go to the conversation. All right. Uh, welcome to the Film Comment podcast. Uh, my name is Nick Rapold. I'm editor-in-chief of Film Comment. And I'm very pleased to be talking with uh, the minds behind Mr. America, which is coming out this Friday. Uh, I wrote a review about it, which you can find online. Uh, but I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm joined by... Tim Heidecker. And... And Greg Turkington. So uh, it's hard to know where to dive in because, you know... you created this kind of universe dive um, in the shallow end dive in the shallow end okay <laughs> it's always safer that well, would be what the <laughs> dive t- right in the shallow There's end. nothing shallow about what we do Tim. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> it starts out shallow then you swim out to the deep end <laughs> well i mean i'm kind of wondering how do you even like divide up like just as a creative creatively the time you spend it do you like have like an hour in the day when you're like busily you do use one of your burner phones or something to, to like do the twitter accounts or oh, oh the twitter funny. accounts or i mean for example well, just well we uh it's pretty inconsistent but i think we have a goal in mind of whether it's a new season or this movie or a, another project or something and you know we meet a few times we get together we eat lunch it's pretty standard stuff a lot of texting there's a lot of texting i think in all of my creative pursuits uh-huh. um feels like a good way to write you know because you can very quickly fire off ideas okay um that's how usually things start and then you kind of pare down make a couple of key decisions about what you're going to focus on mm-hmm. and then go for it yeah being on the same page already to begin with makes mm-hmm. it really easy because i don't feel like either one of us throws out a lot of ideas at each other where you're like no that's, that's <laughs> that really sucks you yeah. know you kind of know yeah we both know, and, and Eric Natarnicola, we kind of are all on the same page. Yeah, yeah. there'll be a few things that, that we'll make a document, a Google Doc, and there'll be probably like 10% of the ideas on there get whittled away or get mm-hmm. discarded for either time's sake or practically, you know, or we've got too many story points. Yeah. Story points. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for making it a feature film, um, did that change the, the process at all? How did you decide what to kind of carry over from well, the show and make I part mean, of it. That's, that's the funny thing is that this was not made as a feature film originally. Oh, it was, yeah. it was uh, more web content sort of in lieu of doing another season of On Cinema. We, we uh, decided to do a sort of a sequel to the trial 
and have another thing that, that came at the story from a different angle. And I think Adult Swim wanted uh, 30 to 45 minutes or something mm -hmm. of sort of webisodes. And uh, we shot this stuff and our editor, Sasha, who's so brilliant, put together the first cut that was an over two hour long movie that seemed pretty credible. Yeah. And then I think we, we got a little more serious about how we would structure what we shot into a movie that might play beyond the hardcore on cinema fans mm -hmm. and not doing, not, not that we reshot anything or anything, but we, we just talked about what we'd want to see, how we would want to un, uh, sort of unload the story or, to, or uh, pace out the story and the backstory and how that would play. Mm -hmm. But it was mostly editing. You know, we had, we got very, very lucky with the footage we shot that it all worked for a lot of different reasons. And, uh, I mean, how many hours did you shoot total that you ended up drawing on three, three days basically with a, oh, a the fourth whole thing a, was you shot a fourth day where we I shot love, the judge. I'll never get tired of, of dropping that bomb on people because <laughs> it's it, it, consecutive your, your jaw days too. Dropped. <laughs> it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And then, and then we went and shot the and thing with a whole, judge in his house over God. a course of an hour and a half. So yeah. that's day four, that's an hour great. and a half. But, you know, we did have the pre-existing footage from the Which on Cinema Universe. maybe right. five that's minutes true. of screen time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Five very significant. Which is like yeah. when uh, one of these reviews said that this was a lazy production. <laughs> right. I'm thinking, I it didn't seem lazy to me. To <laughs> right. <laughs> Seems pretty efficient. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I had seen a portion of it. At True False. Oh, that, that, oh, we showed a little scene. Yeah, the right? super secret, yeah. which I guess I'm not even supposed to mention. Someone might burst in and like no, shoot me it's down. All good. Um, <laughs> but so I was intrigued to see where, where it would go after that. Obviously, I think of it a little bit in terms of like verite movies, mm -hmm. like you know D.A. Pennerbaker or stuff like that. Are there any movies like that that kind of come to mind when when you're trying to put together a whole story that as a feature length thing? Or definitely Pennerbaker. Uh, don't look back. I mean, uh -huh. yeah. I mean, all, all the political salesmen. Oh yeah. You know, there's not. There's Wiener, no, I think, was one that was actually discussed. Yeah, oh, Wiener. Wow. Um, yeah. Street Fight was the Cory Booker documentary. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it was a decision. To, it was like we really only have three days to do this. That's what right. we can afford. Mm -hmm. um, how are we going to do that? And the decision was if it does feel basically like. The camera is there's there was two cameras, but we really didn't want it to feel like we wanted to feel like basically one cameraman. Mm -hmm. um, so the second camera was there, kind of as auxiliary like pickup stuff. But we wanted it to feel like if I was talking and somebody came in the room, the camera would swish over there and it would feel, you know, minimal lighting. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, with cameras these days, um, it looks pretty damn good. You yeah. know, like it doesn't doesn't look it looks professional to me you know yeah and it got colored and it got it got kind of you know goosed a little bit to make it look better but uh -huh. we shot on a decent camera and you know there's but there's like focus issues and there's things that would <laughs> exist in those kind of movies sure. anyways and it's when it's kind of on the run yeah i love that stuff yeah have you ever watched this show documentary now at all yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. those guys <laughs> so do an good. amazing job of <laughs> making it feel so it's like almost a fetish i know it is fetishistic true. beyond a, almost yeah, i think yeah, it is yeah, it is a fetish <laughs> it of is. certain kinds of documentaries yeah it's true i'm i'm 
curious, you know, it's not, it's, it's, you know, a little bit in this movie, but also just in on cinema, you know, when part of the fun is that you're doing deadpan, these kind of really dark situations mm-hmm. that, um, that your characters get into. Um, and I'm, how do you know, I've always wondered this about comedy. How do you know when it's like too dark and like mm. people will just be like, Ooh, <laughs> you I'm know. not sure we're too worried about it being yeah. too dark. I mean, uh, so much of this is, there is are intuitive. Moments, <laughs> I think there are moments, though, like, because I tend to go pretty dark. Yeah. And there are moments when Greg kind of goes, okay, here we go. You know? But it's. I like, I love I those moments. I'm more worried about things that seem like, unrealistic. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I'm worried about. It's you never know? like, we're never yeah. laughing at death. We're laughing yeah. at the way people react to it, yeah. you know, and the way people handle it. And it is fucked up that we do like when you when you, when we see it in the movie about or somebody put a cup cut together of you know m- my son dying and then there's that <laughs> terrible impromptu concert it's very <laughs> sick but it's but I'm playing a sick guy you yeah. know and so he's gonna do shit like that yeah. very narcissistic yeah. I mean the thing that yeah. that cracks me up so much in that trial is just that there were. Well, not that there were 20 kids that died, 20 fictitious kids that died, but when it turns out that one of them died of a heroin overdose and had nothing to do with Tim's vaping, and he scrunches up the kid's picture off the easel and throws it in the trash. It's just so callous and awful, you know, just now. But it's also like very much like the way way of the world right now where with Trump in the news and stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, like you... They'll, they'll be like, well, if they can find one thing that is not consistent with the narrative that's being right. put against you, like, ah, but see, look, if you, your whole theory story is like, yeah, but you still, there's other 19, there's 19 other people here. Right, right. It's like, yes, I shot them all, but you described yeah. the gun wrong that yeah. I use, you know, right. that sort of thing. Pick up your copy of the new issue of Film Comment, featuring a special section on the 57th New York Film Festival, including Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, Pain and Glory and Pedro Almodovar on his literary inspirations, Noah Baumbach's Married Story, Angela Shanalek's I Was at Home But, and Cornelio Poromboyo's The Whistlers. Support independent, non-profit film journalism today at filmcomment.com. Um, well, I mean, yeah, since you brought up, I, I did find this like a pretty interesting story, like, you know, with, with, with Trump, just because... That's the character, right? You said it's so like narcissistic, mm-hmm. um, and since it's a political thing, but but you you had this idea to do this like before, right? Or, no, no, I mean okay. he's been around a while. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Tim out. was doing yeah. him before he was even a presidential candidate, really, uh-huh. and yeah. and uh, it, it it has been kind of harrowing yeah. to see some of the. I mean, yeah. I remember seeing his stand up where he was talking about you know, my candidate is Donald Trump and everyone was laughing in the audience because this was so absurd, you know, and it wasn't that long later uh, that uh, he was elected. But yeah, we, we don't go for the the straight impression, of course, you know, Mm -hmm. I think we, we try to imagine our audience as smart people who don't need, you know, the Alec Baldwin version to understand the the to- the the co- the message that we're the tone we're setting yeah know. yeah it also seems very hard on the jaw to do the Alec Baldwin <laughs> yeah I don't understand <laughs> what he does it looks like it dislocates each time it's very weird but somebody's <laughs> tweeted they saw his latest impression I think it was John Levenstein uh-huh. who's always such a such a so funny he's like it seems like uh, Baldwin's a little rusty. He's starting to sound like Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill, Murray like, Bill Murray and Caddyshack. It's like, this is not the, the direction you want to go. Maybe your Trump impression. Yeah, I got to keep an eye on that. Um, um, I'm, I 
going to jump around a bit because it's almost impossible since you guys do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have you ever looked at what uh, what other other um, comedians do with these kind of world creating things? I mean, I'm curious what you think of like Alan Partridge, for example. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Is there another example, though? Oh, <laughs> because that's a great example. I'm yeah. just wondering, are there other people doing this? Yeah, I say he is a master. Yeah, he is the master. Yeah. What, uh, do, you, what do you like about about what, what he does there? Or did, I guess. Well, he's such a great foil. I mean, he's a, I don't know if like foil is the wrong word. He's just a, a great character. Yeah. He's easy to hate, but he f- fails, and it's fun to watch him lose. <laughs> Very similar to my character. Yeah. I just, I, I love stuff that has lots of attention to detail and, yeah. and thoroughness, you know, and that never is winking at you and letting you in, that's willing to lose the audience and lose some laughs mm-hmm. by sticking with it. Yeah, because that's a yeah. deeper laugh. That's a deeper burn. Yeah, that's, that's the true. stuff. When I was a kid, that that really kind of blew my mind. Yeah. and and I think that's yeah. stuff that's always important to me. Even down to just you know fonts, just like t- mm-hmm. there's there's details. If we're presenting yeah. that that these characters are doing this stuff, yeah. then it has to have a shoddy quality. And mm-hmm. and that's why it's important that we have the team that we have because if you bring in somebody else, they're they're thinking that every everything is a, a chance for another joke right. and it shouldn't be that everything's right. a chance for something that's depressing that will make you laugh because the mood is is off you yeah, know yeah which is what yeah. i find funny anyway yeah and having rules and like alan partridge clearly has a, a, a an ethos a, a, a perspective on the world that's consistent mm-hmm. that is very feels like there's rules built around it and yeah also very specific yeah well it's funny it's, it it often seems that i don't know sometimes certain comedians when they work with film or work with a show there's a natural tendency toward creating a world you know like i think of like jerry lewis Mm -hmm. who just ended up like doing almost everything like inventing a new kind of camera or something i I don't know why that is it's it's just the fun of it i guess i think he was probably on amphetamines (laughs) (laughs) i like i like creating worlds within existing regions too and Mm -hmm. i think it's nice when when this on cinema stuff kind of moved into the San Bernardino area with the Apple <laughs> mm-hmm. Valley thing is that you have these things that are are interesting anyway mm-hmm. and suddenly you start setting something in Apple Valley or San Bernardino and stuff right. and there's so much that's already there and then mm-hmm. it gives you something to play off of you know yeah yeah um, another thing I wanted to ask about just talking about what you can do with each detail of production is uh, community access or public access. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much has that gone into the kind of comedy you do? Um, Cause I think about it a lot, maybe more with, uh, with, you know, Tim and Eric. I guess, yeah. But, I feel like those yeah. guys pioneered the uh, yeah. public access. Um, yeah. Take. I, it doesn't, uh, um, I always think like public access uh, isn't that interesting to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just because now in the, now the way the real world works is people have so many, media so many outlets to make things and to share things and okay and th- all those crazies that were on public access are on youtube now and they're on right. instagram and they're on, like <laughs> they don't need that one way to get things out there and so the you know the black duvetine uh fern uh right. decorated stage is a little bit of a antiquated uh mm-hmm. vibe yeah. that i don't think we need to do anymore yeah. so much but yeah. Well, but it's it's interesting. It's almost like, well, on cinema is almost like located in like early 90s sort of mm-hmm. in a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to believe now that there was a, you know, Ebert and Roper, that there was a show where people could. It's it is a back. weird, if you watch those old <laughs> Siskel like, and Ebert, I was talking this, yeah. did you, have you seen the, the, it's going around this clip of Siskel and Ebert 
um, arguing about Baby's Day Out. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. It is the greatest thing ever. They are both in their uh, corners, like really different opinions about it. One of them loves it. One of them hates it. And it's like, I can't believe this is on television. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. But, they're, oh, but you got to watch it. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. They both sound like fools because they're talking about Baby's Day Out. <laughs> yeah. Like whether you love it or hate it, why are you talking about it at all? <laughs> I mean, I remember when that when sneak previews first aired. I saw the first episode of it the day that it aired. I was a kid and, and mm -hmm. into movies, and that show kind of blew my mind at the yeah. time. You know, seeing these two guys, these grouches, sort of argue <laughs> about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just unusual um, that that it happened, and I guess it naturally, as you said, there's so many voices out there that you know. I think it's um, funny too that like we th there does seem to be this. Uh, this reverence that our characters have for this kind of celebrity, this like, mm -hmm. you know, Greg's v love of old Hollywood and my love of Tom, like the five names you could think of if you were asked <laughs> to like name celebrities, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, uh, Steven Spielberg, you know, right. like it feels like that's all going away. And because mm -hmm. it's like culture is so spread out and fractured and nobody really knows who's really famous anymore. And, right. you know, there's just all kinds of super famous people that I've never heard of. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> It's, it, but, but but we're old enough to like there was a very strict order about like right, yeah. who was considered great you know yeah. <laughs> and they're all in that picture playing yeah. pool together yeah. or in that, exactly. or in that diner yeah, yeah. Right. but well, I mean yeah. I, when my character talks about Bogart and all that old Hollywood stuff you do yeah. get the feeling that I don't really know anything about it I just feel obligated to mention this to prove my credentials you know right. yeah it seems like I'm more into these '90s rom coms and and just throw away. Yeah. Uh, action pictures you yeah know? yeah um i'm curious like film comment is that like a magazine that registers at, at all or is that you know that's the magazine this is for important no i feel pre pre-internet and when i was much younger and and very interested in film that i would track some of those down you know yeah. on specific movies that i liked like you know well even something like midnight cowboy is a popular movie but pre-internet you know you see a movie that you really like and you want to read more about it and you get something like that that you right. could find you could track down yeah. used copies of and and get these really in-depth pieces that were you know yeah fuel yeah. for me well that's that's heartening to hear maybe we can go back to those times somehow um well i guess we'll sort of bring this in for our landing but i'm just curious what what could possibly be the next um kind of um, permutation on, on on this on this story um, I can't even, th I mean, virtual reality. <laughs> well, we've already we did, done we that. Did we that. Yeah. We did that. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah we have uh, a book. We have a, oh, no. I mean, we do have something that's that's in production right now oh, okay. that uh, is a different, a different take approach once again. Oh, not, okay. not, um, not available to comment on yet, to okay. film comment. <laughs> no. But, okay. Um, okay. We'll see. I mean, yeah. there's the, this was a fun space to work in, and it was a fairly affordable and efficient way to make something uh but again, it's it's sort of this thing like, well, if you're not into on cinema or if, you know, I'm like, well, you could say that just about anything, you mm -hmm. know, like there's going to be our, our this community keeps keeps growing through the years. Every every day we get somebody that's like, hey, I just just caught I just found out about the show and I've watched 80 episodes this week. You know, it's like, yeah. cool. <laughs> well, welcome aboard. Like, it's a fun place to be. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a, just another thing you can enjoy. Yeah. So it's not it's. We have a, I feel like it's a pretty diverse group of people that are into it. It's not going to be for everybody, but you know, I've never seen an episode of the Kardashians show. That's not uh -huh. for me. 
Yeah. You know, like things are not for everybody, but yeah, I think we'd like to keep doing it in the way we do it. If, if suddenly it becomes like, we want you to keep doing this, but we want there to be a more heart to it or something, you know, then we probably will stop doing it. You know? Yeah. No, everything's just kind of moved along very naturally. You mm -hmm. know, people think that there's some sort of big board where we sketched all this stuff up. I years was going to ask that if you have some big board where it just, it just, somebody has an idea and it's like, of course, that's the logical next thing to do. Let's do it. Yeah. And it, it moves so smoothly. It would be sad yeah. if it started getting a little rockier. Yeah. Cause yeah. right now it's very nice. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk. Yeah, and, pleasure. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Keep right. fighting the good fight. Yeah. <laughs> try. You've been listening to the Film Comment Podcast with music by Greg Angie. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Film Comment is a bi-monthly magazine published by the Film Society of Lincoln Center. Since 1962, Film Comment has featured in-depth features, critical analysis, and feature coverage of mainstream, art house, and avant-garde filmmaking from around the world. Visit us online at filmcomment.com to purchase a print or digital subscription to Film Comment. Or check out our app, available on Android, iOS, or Kindle.